Hi, my name is Jos Smolders, and this is Thursday Afternoon Talks, a series of weekly discussions I have with Frans de Waard about an album, an artist, a label, a genre, or another something musical. This time we discuss RLW's Satanic Inventions, released by Black Rose Recordings in October 2022. Okay, Frans, um, this time we're talking about um, Satanic Inventions, an album released by uh, RLW. Uh, in Dutch we call it RLW. English-speaking countries will talk about RLW. Um, Satanic Inventions is um, released by Black Rose Recordings. Uh, in October, you discussed it in uh, Vital Weekly, I believe mm-hmm. in December already. Um, when I listened to the music, I thought, okay, so this was um, actually a typical uh, Ralf Wehofsky, uh album, in the sense that it, uh, we know him of uh, P16D4, uh, a group of artists that he was part of in the early, in the late 1970s, early uh, 80s. Um, and P16D4 was a rather German um, artist group with uh, people who did visuals, people who did audio, 
Uh, it was quite formal. They had also had a, a kind of manifesto about uh, how their music was supposed to be. Well, you, you, you hold on. You, you talk about the uh, selection on the record label. The, the exactly. And, and was part of selection. The, yeah. main, the main yeah. band. Outlet of, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Spoti or Swing Behavior to Human Infant was yeah. another yeah. important one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you can hear uh, what they what they place in their manifesto. You could uh, hear uh, in their music, which was based on uh, re uh, recorded sources, uh, tape recorded sources that were cut up and grouped by sound uh, sources and then um, collated again. It was really loud and raw and sometimes a bit uh, menacing and tense. Um, and but I could also hear that in, in, in uh, Ralph's personal, his, his solo uh, mm -hmm. work. Uh, but also uh, in what I always thought about P6 and D4 and his solo work, there's a st really strong connection to the world of Musique Concrète. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. In the sense that they had um, sound objects but also instruments and there was a lot of cut up and a lot of collage yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of collage and, and in that sense i i think that the basic material was really music concrete based but they most times they kept their the original quite uh literal in in the in the music mm-hmm um, and and that has changed because uh, what you see is still this collage-like way of structuring the music. But through the, the years and also like the the things he did in the early two thousands, Ralph, I mean, uh, mm -hmm. were much more sampler based. So he used a sampler instead of a tape recorder, and um, the music, the the sounds became more distorted, and uh, with the typical low, uh, low, uh, how do you call it? The uh, low quality digital uh, sound sources of that time, and and um, there were these twelve bit uh, samplers with uh, the the sound, the sonic quality of which was not very uh, brilliant. And um, in the current uh, release, he still uses that collage stuff, but it's uh, much more elaborated. I mean, that, uh, in the sense that he um, sort of hides even the, the sound sources by, by manipulating it uh, um, so much. Mm -hmm. So you can still... At some moments you can hear that, okay, this is a bass uh, guitar, there's a piano, oh, these were voices, but it's only just uh, um, perspiring through the, the, the noise that, that you hear. Or the, the processed versions of all of these sounds. Mm -hmm. not, yeah. not necessarily noise, I would no, say. No, no, I mean noise in the sense of, of um, non-musical non uh, sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I also thought it was very much an album that sounded like RLV. Mm -hmm. uh, let's let's call it like that. Um, and I I haven't heard anything from him 
in quite a few years. He was well, for me, active. it was also quite a long time ago. I, I yeah. He did a release on this um, pandemic uh, label, what's called? Um, Amplify, yeah. So I, did, uh, I, I, I didn't hear that, that Amplify thing, but um, uh, so yeah, like I, 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 I can't remember the last time I wrote a review about his work. Mm. I, I bet it was for the same label. Uh, Black Rose Recordings, one yeah. of the few labels who get by without uh, a Bandcamp, without any online presence, and you have to send right. an email to order a CD. Yeah, so it's amazing like, in these days that that someone can can still get by. Yeah, it's, it's quite remarkable. Because I mean, Black Rose Recordings has been around for quite a while, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, a yeah. home base for Contrastate. Asmus Stietgens has a lot of records, and and Arl Bay uh, also yeah. has, qu has quite a few records. Uh, the one thing that I think I noticed on this particular new CD from him was the use of vinyl or source source from vinyl recordings, mm. turntablism, you can call it. Yeah. And on the cover he mentions, because there's a link uh, that he writes on the cover with the, well, hopefully past pandemic that we had in a couple of, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and he links that to the 14th century plague and uh, towards the end of that there was an, uh, a, a new musical style coming up he says so i believe i believe him uh ars subtilior subtle art and which made music more complex uh more rhythmic and also uh, musical notation game yeah and i would think that uh some of these pieces i thought oh yeah this this surely must be some sort of recording of music from that time mm. heavily, heavily oh as a sound source and, you mean yeah as yeah. a sound source yeah. yeah heavily processed as it as it is and uh i i'm not sure maybe this is the the, the, the thing that i haven't heard his music in a long time mm-hmm where I think, oh yeah, um, maybe did this before, but I I don't remember it in that in that same thing. So uh, what, what do you mean exactly? The the the, the use of vinyl and turntables. Oh, and, by uh, by uh, Ralph. Uh, you yeah, mean. by Ralph. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I no, um, I can't recall that. Even I I like I said. Um, Although there was this, you know, uh, come to think of it, maybe you were there. There was this interesting offshoot <laughs> from. Uh, P64 just after they stopped doing P64 and mm. before Ralph went solo there was a short lived product called SLP SLP yeah yeah, yeah where they had four turntables and a comp uh, some complicated well for that time yeah, right. complicated uh, setup with a computer uh, allowing sounds to come into the mix or to be right. removed from the mix yeah That's so I, I, was that that has been Programs As, at at uh, V two, yes, I saw the one yeah, at V two. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I, times, but must have been nineteen ninety ninety eighty two or something. No, nineteen ninety maybe. Oh, oh, 91. I, yeah, I was. It was. Um, yeah, probably back then. I, yeah, I, I, I remember them that they were standing next to each other behind a a table, and they were each. No, 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 that was something else. That was something else. Yeah, they were standing in a in a in a, in a shape of a cross when they sat at oh, a table right. and, and with a, with a wheel that was P sixteen D four the bicycle wheel that was P sixteen D four in V two. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, so turntablism, yeah. that's, that's what you, that it's not, it's certainly not a new way of, uh, uh, uh using sounds, uh, in, in music for, for Ralph. No, no, but apparently I've got, when I wrote a review, I didn't think of this SLP thing or, uh, and like I said, I haven't heard this music in a long time. So, mm. uh, it's not something I return to a lot. I noticed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's listen to another track of the album that we uh, are discussing, and then later we can return to the subject of the satanic inventions, um, which is actually the the uh, the underlying thought behind this uh, uh, album. So that was um, another part of the, the track. We played a part at the uh, beginning of this episode um, also, so people can uh, get an idea of what, what the album actually sounds like. Um, because you cannot find it anywhere. I mean, usually in these days you can listen to an album on, on Bandcamp or Spotify in, in order to get a 
an idea of what you what it is before you buy it um like we said black rose recordings is not into those modernist uh, uh mediums um let's go to the subject of satanic inventions which yep. is the title of um this this album uh, like you said franz um it's uh, what Wehovsky does is make a comparison between the pandemic that we have left behind uh, in uh, the past years with the, the plague that uh, roamed uh, through Europe in the 14th century. Um, there are, of course, differences. There haven't been, uh, we didn't see any uh, witches burn in the, uh, in the uh, past few years, but what we did see was uh, on the other yeah what on, on the other hand mm -hmm. uh back then uh also the jews were blamed for this yeah that, ha that were... hasn't changed that hasn't changed no because I we mean, see a lot of um extremist of thoughts uh, about society yeah. about um our societal structure um that things that we think we would think uh, are basic facts that, uh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway, um, that are being discussed now, um, which which is quite disturbing as much as that is as it is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I interestingly, I think I'm not sure, but I think Ralph Vygotsky is a trained historian. Mm. Like as myself, you, as you are, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why this is important uh, for him to outline the. Uh, the, the I'm, I'm pretty sure he he thinks differently about this. Makes about the bridge the, the connection between exactly. then and now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, but what what do you think is the? Because um, you said um, uh, a comparison is like. What you saw in uh, uh, in after the plague, uh, musicologists uh, noted that the the expression of music changed uh, considerably. Mm -hmm. So there was this ars subtilior, which means uh, subtler art, actually a more subtle art, um, uh, and and so do you see? A bridge there between then and now? No, I must no. say I don't. No, when I hear this music, uh, I think this is a really a good album by Ralph mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Um It's not something more subtle in a way. It's not no. something different. It's not a, a radical break with his earlier work. No. So in that way, it, it continues that what we already know. Yeah, the line. Yeah. Uh, one thing, though, what I think is different is that he's more outspoken in what the music is about. So, you know, the pandemic, uh, plague thing, mm -hmm. the scapegoats, the misinformation, then and now. And I don't. Well, how is that? How is, how does that? Uh, can you hear that in the music, or is it? No, but that's, that's uh, my that that's my point. Uh, that's what I. I was thinking, oh yeah, this is interesting to uh, talk about, as because mm -hmm. it's a very good example uh, of somebody who 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 does this on his uh, on on the cover of his work. Mm -hmm. If I he if I hear the music, 
um, and I, I don't remember because I wrote it seven weeks ago. Uh, I don't remember this uh, when I that I first read the press release or the cover or just stuck the CD in mm-hmm. and started to play it. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's various. There's, there's it makes a, a huge routine. difference, of course. It makes a huge difference, right? And I have no, I have no routine in that respect uh, that I always use the same everything, every, yeah. everything first and then listen or. Yeah. I start blanco and like, oh yeah, you know, let let me listen and then I'll find out. Yeah. Um, based on what I heard, I could not figure this out. This whole thing about no. the music. So, mm-hmm. uh, even though I'm very much in support of what he says, um, it's not. I don't think it works like this. If you want to. Uh, Put forward an opinion about it, then you don't have to make a record. <laughs> oh, you could exactly. just you, you could just do um, you know write a blog or write on Facebook or whatever uh, what you uh, think. Uh, no. for ma- for many years, um, uh, you know, growing up as a small young boy with a handful of punk records, you were of course thinking, yeah, this is this is it. This is the revolution. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be anti the queen we have to be anti right wing politics we have to do this and this and this yeah but if you think about it uh and you take the music you take the music apart from the words plus the context of the cover mm-hmm. the music itself is not doesn't have any meaning at all um so for me that's that's it's always a thing uh when I when this sort of message is uh, put forward, I, I, I could say or pushed forward, um, it's very hard for me to to even if I agree <clears throat> to to separate it from the music. Exactly. I think it's, give yeah, me the music. Yeah. The theme that you brought forward uh, discussing this uh, album um, uh, has to do with uh, political subjects or context that in which music is uh, being placed mm-hmm. and especially of course when it's uh non-vocal music as yeah, so or it's instrumental music like uh, like this is like this is and and um of course you um in this case anyway the political social context is quite uh hidden <laughs> Uh, in in the in the music, mm-hmm. um, and I can assume that when you listen first and then hear the context, um, you think that afterwards you can think, okay, yeah, well, hmm, okay, I'm reading this now. I can see that this music sort of fits within that context uh, in in a uh, more subjective uh, way, mm-hmm. um, but is your question more of is it at all possible to make political music, political instrumental music? So, or should should we do it or shouldn't we? Uh, is it bullshit to make political motivated music? Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's bullshit. People should, if 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 you think that, or if anyone thinks 
that you can put forward your political message through music, mm -hmm. um, fine. Mm. Don't be don't be disappointed if people don't pick up on it, mm. uh, especially if the music is all instrumental. Mm -hmm. um, I personally wouldn't do it, um, or I, I can't. Well, you know, I I did a long time ago release a compilation cassette against. Um, a label from the US with yeah. some right-wing tendencies mm. um, because I was thought uh, we were thinking uh, that this is kind of pollution of the network or of our cassette network um, but no uh, but this was 30, 32 years ago so mm. uh, so now from, uh, I, I would say it's not possible in, to do it in instrumental music it's possible to do it with if you stick words to it Sure, yeah, then, then, then that's, this is very easy. Yeah. Um, and it also has to do with, with something else that I very rarely listen to words. Uh, personally, in my own music, I am quite, I always have been quite reluctant with uh, political statements and music. And But the past few years, maybe because, yeah, just because of those crazy flat earth, People a few years ago, I uh, when I, that was by uh, George Floyd that incident, mm -hmm. uh, the the American uh, black man who was murdered by the police. I made a track and published it on Bandcamp, and all the money was for the NAACP. Um, and uh, early last year, I did uh, a bunch of tracks which. Or sort of allergy for Ukraine and all the uh, money I earned from that uh, went to uh, the Red Cross. Yeah, but, but I, I, in that music, I mean, uh, the first uh, sample you can hear people chanting during. Um, so the sound source is is really um, something from the real world, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, in, and within the context of the subject. And the other was more abstract, but really, uh, well, allergy-like, like mournful music, actually. So that the first one is really literal, and the second one was more um, artistically motivated. But uh, where did where did the chant come from? The chant was from the people who protested um, the, uh, the 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 who protested the, the, the policies of the of the police in the United States. And that um, was one of the source I, materials that I used. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, uh, but should I not know this? Could I hear it? Yes, you could do it. That, that, that is quite... Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that, that's... But on the other hand, I think I have always thought I've been more like... Um, well, uh, the R, I, I mean, I want, in a sense, what we discussed uh, uh, when we talked about Tietjens, um, that my music in that sense is absolute. Eh? Mm -hmm. It's absolute music in the sense that what for me, also when I'm producing the music, the thing that uh, motivates me to make the music, to to produce it, is um the music itself 
Yeah. So it's the tones, the structure, how things evolve. Um, well, all, all these things that, that make music music. And how do you see Ralf Verhoski as part of the whole scale well, pro I, program, music, absolute music? Yeah, I, um, well, then we go back to P16D4 again, mm -hmm. where I think that, um, to me, um, the music that I heard from P16D4 and Ralf Verhoski also in his early days was much more... Um, raw commentary on the fragmented society that we live in mm -hmm. and and so it's but that's i mean that's the that's my uh interpretation of the music i mean anybody can i, I mean it, the the music itself is so in in a sense also um uh absolute maybe that you can give it uh, any interpretation, but my interpretation, the, uh, and uh, that has to do with my position at that time in society as well, and my political views at the time, was like, uh, okay, this is a rather bleak interpretation of the the of modern Western society. But again, but, that's but my. That's my interpretation. Yeah, post-industrial post culture. Yeah, exactly. That was, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that I said uh, P sixty four came from the world of um, well, actually of improvised free music. Yeah, and evolved into music on one side, and the other on the other side, more industrial. Yeah, uh, industrial music, and um, so they they were. I find I, back then I thought that was fascinating. I also liked very much like the whole idea of recycling. Yeah, that you would yeah. take course, sounds and you was, was, could yeah. continuously rework them. Yeah, and uh, interesting that uh, somewhere these weeks, two or the two first LPs by P sixty four will be reissued on vinyl. Oh wow! Q and Hauptrauer and uh, Destruct. And especially the latter, the structs, where they uh, use sounds from people that were mailed to them, and they created compositions from, you know, a from machine, what they from, received from, from, yeah. from, from a guy from Japan, yeah. combined with, with a radio sound from England and and a baseline from the United States. Yeah, and that that was, I thought, was fascinating, fascinating stuff. If you would, if you would make this political, you could say. This is very green. You don't have to record new sounds, mm -hmm. and and then you can say, "Oh yeah, well, you know, we we are also in a way uh, involved in politics." But uh, that's something I, I would yeah. not do. Um, um, let's um, close, or do you have closing words for this episode? Um, no, the, okay. the in, interesting stuff. Um. Okay, so uh, by uh, when we close off, we listen to a third part of a track by RLW Satanic Invention. Okay, Frans, see you next time.
can also look at our conversations, go to YouTube channel Thursday Afternoon Talks. See you there.
Nein, 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 nein,